Hello and welcome to the Stuck in the Mud podcast. This is the podcast that began with my book, Stuck in the Mud, Stories of Hope for When You're Stuck. The book is still on general release. You can get it from Christian bookshops or from Amazon, and it is still there, and I still really love it. The other day, I was actually talking about it with quite a number of people because I'm planning a book launch in person, which I never managed to have during the pandemic. Um, I still love it. And I hope that if you've read it or maybe you'll come across it at some point that you will enjoy it too. This post today, this uh, podcast today is uh, season five, episode nine. And today what I'm doing is what I've been doing through the whole of season five, which is taking the blog posts that I've posted and speaking them out. The hope that I have is that things that I've written in the past will still have the same kind of worth that I thought that they had when I wrote them. Sometimes you'll appreciate that I might write in a particular moment, then come back to it later on and think, no, that was just for the moment. But what I hope is that everything I write has a little bit of more of of a universal appeal. And so today I'm actually going to be reading a post that I'm putting out for Easter and uh, and this is a post that's taken from an assembly that I did for a whole school. There was 800 students. And this post is called Talking to Teenagers About the Lamb of God. Oh, and one just small piece of housekeeping. This post begins with a little bit of a roundup of what I've been doing while I've not been writing. So that's what this post is about. I hope you enjoy it. And I'll, uh, yeah, let's see how we get on. Okay, here we go. Talking to Teenagers About the Lamb of God from the 6th of April, 2023. For those of you who follow my blog, you might have casually wondered why I've not posted as much in 2023 so far. I'll imagine that there are people crying over their cereal in the mornings, wondering about such things. The truth is that I've been writing as much as ever, but I've been doing it in different ways. So firstly, although it might seem a little bit odd, two years after releasing my book, Stuck in the Mud, I've actually been planning an in-person launch event in Bridge North on the 26th of April. And tickets are available on Eventbrite if that date hasn't passed by the time you're listening to this. Secondly then, my second book, Hikaru, is now very much in the pipeline and should be released for Christmas. I'm working with a designer, an artist and an editor at the moment to get all of this together. And once stuck in the mud, the launch is out of the way. Um, I'll be focusing on a Kickstarter, which maybe we can talk about at another time. Finally, I've also been writing for a youth work magazine and website called Premier Youth and Children's Work and Next Gen. And if you want to look for that website, it's uh, Premier Next Gen. Uh, And it's a pretty good website, particularly for parents. I actually write for them every month, uh, talking about education and how youth workers can engage in education. Unfortunately, I can't cross post those articles because Premiere pays me for them, uh, which is a great encouragement to me in my writing journey, but does limit the time I have to write on my website and then subsequently the time to post these podcasts. 
Anyway, I'm here today and I still love writing for my blog. And today I thought that it would be really fun to share with you the long form script of a whole school assembly I took the other day. I was thrilled to be asked to speak in this particular school because the theme was Easter and I love opportunities to share my faith in Jesus. Unfortunately, I think they knew talking about Easter was going to be too easy for me. So they asked me to tie in the theme of Passover, which meant I also needed to talk about baby sheep. Anyway, this is how it went. And for the next part of this uh, podcast, you need to uh, think as if I'm speaking to you in a large school hall. Okay, so thank you so much for having me today. My name is John Proctor and your teachers have given me quite the task today. They've asked me to speak to you about Easter and also Passover. Now, you might not realise this, but talking about Easter is really easy for a Christian like me. You see, there's this guy called Jesus who died, but he came back to life, making it possible for humanity to know God. There is a little bit more to it, but it's pretty straightforward. Passover, though, is a little bit more complicated. It's part of the Jewish faith and includes this theme of sacrifice, which means today, I'm really sorry, but we're going to have to spend a few minutes talking about baby sheep. Now, it won't be obvious here, but I had a pretty tight and funny, tightly choreographed keynote presentation featuring some pretty hilarious imagery to accompany my talk. You're just going to have to imagine how amazing it was while I present the next bit. And here we go. As the story goes, it was around 4,000 years ago. God had been recognised by this man called Abraham who lived in a place that we now call Iraq, But back then, it was called Ur. It might not seem significant, but at the time, there were far less people that knew who God was. In one of their more famous conversations, God promised Abraham and his wife that they would have a child, which is fantastic news for them given their ages. After a while, Abraham and his wife began to wonder what was taking God so long. Still, God finally made good on his promise and gave them a kid, only to then tell Abraham to take him out and to kill him in a pretty shocking plot twist. Now, Abraham wasn't an idiot and he loved his son. Still, he believed God was good and so he reluctantly agreed to take his son's life. Thankfully, at the last moment, God stopped Abraham and provided a lamb to be killed instead. Now, I don't know about you, but I think killing a lamb to make God happy seems a little bit odd. Still, this theme continues through history, which tells us something significant. You see, when the Bible repeats itself, something important is always going on. Fast forward 500 years and Abraham's descendants had got themselves in a lot of trouble. In fact, the entire nation had been sold into slavery in Egypt. As the story goes, a man called Moses, who was Abraham's great-great-great-grandson, had become exceptionally important. And God had told this guy that he was going to save the nation, making them free. Moses knew God had saved Abraham's child using a lamb, so it wasn't really a surprise that God would use another lamb to save the entire nation. Now, death was making its way through Egypt. But God had told Moses and his people to put the blood of a lamb over their door frames. Egyptians were dying all over the place, but Moses' people were all saved. 
This is why Jews today still celebrate Passover, remembering when death passed over them before their liberation from slavery. Every year, Passover coincides with the Wednesday before Easter Day. And why does it link up? Well, because Jesus also famously celebrated Passover. Of course, for Christians, we call this last meal of Jesus is the Last Supper because it was just before he was crucified. Anyway, getting back to the story, this tradition of lambs being killed to show that God saves his people continued for about another thousand years after Moses. Still, the Bible tells us that God was about to bring this tradition to an end. In fact, God talked to a prophet called Hosea about it. He said this, I don't want your sacrifices. I want your love. I don't want your offerings. I want you to know me. And so finally, about another 600 years later, God came here and made himself the sacrifice. And here's where it gets really interesting because Christians believe Jesus is God and Jesus, his own cousin, looked at him one day and is well documented as saying this. Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. So, Jesus lived and died as a perfect sacrifice, a lamb who could save the entire nation. And what an incredible progression. I don't know if you heard it. Maybe I'll just repeat it now. First, God saved a child with a lamb. Then God saved a nation with a lamb. And then finally, God made himself the lamb and saved the entire world. God saved the world with a lamb who even had the power to come back to life and finally do what he told Hosea he wanted to do 600 years before to make it possible for us to know God. You see, in the Bible, Jesus is described as a lamb. And if he was a lamb, then he was the very first to ever come back from death. And that's one of the reasons why we celebrate Easter. We're praising the Lamb of God who died to save the world. And why did God choose a lamb to be so important? Well, I actually, I've got no idea, but it's probably because there were so many shepherds. <laughs> On Easter Day, 2.2 billion Christians will celebrate Jesus' death and resurrection. Perhaps more interesting than that, 1.9 billion Muslims are likely to also think about Jesus. He is, after all, one of their most highly regarded prophets. Even crazier than that, each and every one of us will probably eat some kind of chocolate eggs, specifically designed to signify the empty tomb after the resurrection of Jesus. Think about it. Next week or on Easter Day, from your perspective, the majority of the world's population will celebrate or pay some kind of respect and sign of belief in Jesus. Amazing. Whatever you personally believe, I very much hope that you all have a wonderful, peaceful, joy filled Easter weekend. And I hope to see you all really very soon.